This is the Squared Goal Podcast with Mark Morris and Jared Maruyama. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Squared Co. Podcast. I am your host, Mark Morris, and with me again is Mr. Jared Maruyama. That was a very Jared. assertive hello this time. It sounded um, like, hello, <laughs> this is Movie Phone. Welcome to Movie Phone. Oh, <laughs> did you ever use that? I think I did like once for something, and it was so... <laughs> like, like it was so hard, remember? Like it was all. Uh, this is obviously the time before smartphones, right? Right. right. So like, if you'd like, do to you think it, there are people listening to this that don't know about movie phone? Young people, all of our younger, huh. <laughs> all our young listeners. I used to like every because I've always always been like a pretty avid movie goer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in high school, this was the the way that I found out about movie times. Um. Not the it newspaper? Was n- it was not very convenient no. at all. But like the gimmick of it at the time, it was like revolutionary technology where the phone just knew all of the movie times. Yeah. But it was so convoluted. Like you had to type in your zip code yeah. and then it would say list all of the theaters in your area. You had to wait for the one you wanted to hear movie times for. And if you missed, like that. if you did one thing wrong... Yeah. It was so frustrating well, or, you had to so go. So let's back. say like you wanted to go to the movie theater down the street right, and they didn't right. have a, a convenient showing. You had to start the whole process mm-hmm. over and then pick a different movie theater and then listen to all of their showings. And it's like, oh, and the, it that's very the, convoluted. The Seinfeld episode was very funny that when Kramer was just doing movie it. Phone? Kramer, didn't you see that? Like Kramer's phone never got like mixed up with movie phones. So he was just doing it. He's like, <laughs> well, why don't you just tell me the name of the movie you want to see? And then he'd look in the paper and say, it's hilarious. You have to. Well, now it's it. like, it's ridiculously convenient. Like every single theater has their own app. So you can do yeah. it that way. Yeah. You yeah, can yeah, do yeah. like the Fandango thing that has all of the different theaters. So within like a few clicks, you have dozens of movies and their time well not but really anymore but you have selected jurassic park if this is the movie <laughs> you'd like to see press one yep. um it, but it's still funny now because there are still moments like with businesses where you have to use their automated phone system that you can't do certain things online mm-hmm. and it's just it's still just as frustrating because you're so used to being able to just click and it's like they're constantly confirming is this what you meant you know like and and sometimes it's like just say it into the phone and then it, they don't quite get it and so you're like i just want to talk to someone can i just talk to someone please <laughs> Uh, I, I hate I hate the automated phone thing. And then you're like on your phone trying to get to the the pad, you know, the keypad, and then trying to mm-hmm. type it in. It's a nightmare. Anyway, that's old people jokes. Well, there's I don't know if this is accurate all the time, but there's like hacks to that. If you just supposedly you can just say operator or like a representative, and it kind of bypasses it. Yeah, say it enough. I haven't really tried it on all the no. I don't know different things. I but. I'm easily embarrassed. So like, if that weren't the case, I'd feel so stupid. I'd feel <laughs> like my parents, like t- just talking into the phone, like it's magic. You know, like 
It, it, it kind of is. Though. It kind of is. Well, that's what that's the that's the age difference, right? Where your parents are like, I don't believe it can understand what I'm saying. And, <laughs> you know, my parents have Alexa, but they're so paranoid about it, and like we unplug it all the time. You know, which is probably smart. I'm not. I'm not dissing oh, it. Like that, they're it's listening. Always. Yes, I'm like, what are you guys yeah. saying exactly? You're, you're afraid Amazon's <laughs> going to hear you guys fighting about. Dad got the wrong kind of sour cream at the grocery store. <laughs> That's private information. <laughs> yes, it is. Even Alexa is rolling her eyes at their passive aggressive <laughs> fights. <laughs> anyway, uh, okay. So there's th- something that I, we were supposed to talk about last week, but I forgot to bring it up. On jumping, Disney, pl- on jumping Disney, right in, yeah. On Disney Plus, yeah, they've started like renaming some titles. Yes, and it was so you know cancel culture is a thing, and people and brands and businesses are trying to be more aware of things that may be Woke. offensive. Right, right. So I totally get updating titles and things for that reason. However. The two titles that I found that were updated don't make sense to me. So I don't know if you had a chance to like look into this or if you have your own opinions. But the two titles were Newsies, which was mm-hmm. like an early 90s. Hey, you can't mu- say that anymore. Disney musical. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then so they changed it from Newsies to the Newsboys. And yeah. I don't. A lot of times you'll see like fan sites or fan accounts say like, you know, they'll make this announcement or whatever. I didn't yes, see any announcement. Yes. I just casually was scrolling through Disney Plus and saw this. It was like, at first I thought maybe it was like a documentary about it, but it, they literally changed the title within Disney Plus from the Newsies to the Newsboys. I know uh, nothing odd choice about to this. Me. I don't yeah. understand that. You know, so here's the thing. Like, I find it hilarious, but I don't want to be flippant <laughs> because I don't know what's happening here. I would hate right. to be offensive without without realizing it and be that guy. So uh, I, I meant to research <laughs> this and I did do a quick search and I think I just like left, abandoned it halfway through. I got distracted <laughs> or something like a monkey. Uh, that, so that I don't like remember. You. So people out there are probably listening to this and going like, oh, you didn't hear? Because... This Disney stuff does not go unnoticed, right? Like, uh, you know. right, which is a, another reason I was somewhat surprised that like I this didn't come across my radar in a bigger way. It was very casual, and I just happened to scroll past it. Mm-hmm. Um, the other title was Zootopia. They are now calling Zootropolis, hmm. which uh, I think when we were talking about it off air. You thought it would it had something to do with the new series that they're going to do, right? Um, right. But I don't think that's released yet. So they actually did change Zootopia to Zootropolis, which again I don't know if like the reasoning behind that. I could see maybe a language thing, but that this is you know I live in America and this is the English version, so it's not a weird translation thing. Um, But I again cannot wrap my head around why they would rename these titles. So uh, a quick thing on Zootopia, I was just reading, and I this isn't a deep dive. This is from 2015 <laughs> when the film was released. It says, uh, well, around then, um, uh, Zootopia has been renamed Zootropolis for its UK release. A spokesman for Disney explained in the UK, we decided to change the US title to Zootropolis to merely allow the film to have a unique title that works for UK audiences that's really not an explanation at all um (laughs) so okay but 
in the and I haven't I've seen the movie once when it came out originally in theaters. The town and area they live in is called Zootopia, right? Uh, I don't remember. Don't 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 hit me up with the Disney <laughs> trivia on <laughs> live. <laughs> I, I don't remember. I but they each had a little area, so I don't remember. I guess right. I'm assuming the whole thing was called Zootropolis, but um, yeah. Hmm. Or, or Zootopia, Zootopia, yeah. Now you're getting so. me all confused with the title. <laughs> I told you this earlier. I was like, all right, go look it up so we can talk about it. What are you looking at? Is this through Roku? Uh, yeah, so I use Roku I got as it. like yeah. the, I don't know, the, the place to house all of the apps on my TV. Mm-hmm. So through Roku, I log into my Disney Plus account and then, you know, this is where wonder if that has I anything to do with it. I It's just weird to me that I can't, that I haven't heard about this because I would imagine people would be going nuts. Right. You know, that's, like that's kind of the point I was, or one of the points that I found interesting is that I didn't find this through some sort of a social you know, media, pop, yeah, social media or like a pop culture blog sort mm-hmm. of thing. Okay, I'm gonna research this. I'm, I'm sure people will start screaming at us the minute this post, uh, and then we'll we'll get the full answer. And I feel like totally. It's so weird when something like this evades you, and like you know, I'm online all the time, and usually, well, yeah, sometimes I don't even read it because there's so much, you know, any little, <laughs> any little thing changes, and everyone goes crazy. So, right. but this I mean, is this big. This is a, yeah, it's a it's just a weird thing to me. Um, like newsies, like, especially like that seems like such a, <laughs> <laughs> unless it was derogatory or something at the time, maybe I, there's I, I like a translation thing where like newsies in another language sounds like, so I don't know. I really, I'm yeah, be my careful on that. We're one. saying newsies a lot. We could be offending <laughs> a whole swath of people. We don't, and I've never Ooh, seen the movie, twaf, so I'll have to, I'll you've never seen it. No, you don't know um, how to, about seize the day. Uh, well, Seize the Day I only know from uh, the other movie, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, Dead what Poet Society. Movie? Dead Poet Society, that was the big theme in that as well. Seize the Day. Seize the Day, boys. Carpe diem. <sighs> okay, here. I'll watch Newsies and I'll it'll be the Newsies episode. Well, like, if you're... Okay, our big yeah. 100th episode will be the Newsies. <laughs> Uh, okay, so we'll do a, a slight transition over to talking about episode 100. So this is actually episode 99. I know early on, Jared and I have talked about like, okay, we'll ride the Squared Co. podcast out to 100 episodes at least. We are <laughs> extremely close to episode 100. I don't, are you all right there, buddy? Uh, just, it cracks me up like we said 100. Like that'll, yeah. We'll just do this for 100 and see how it goes. Yeah. I think we were doing like what? Were we trying to do two a week when we started? At one point, there. so we first first started, it was once every week. And then I got ambitious and we would do like an episode with a guest and one with just us and like yeah it's kind of ebbed and flowed to being very consistent to less consistent to has it been like five years drop-offs oh my gosh like i think 17 right i like, think 2016 or 17 is when it started oh my god we're, gosh. Heading, so, we're yeah. heading into our so years. it took us that i mean that's almost embarrassing that it took Four well, we or did five t- years to get we, to 100 episodes. We took almost a year off, didn't we? Wouldn't you say we took? Yeah, there was about a year off. But I mean, even if you do one episode a week, that's yeah. at least 50 within <clears throat> a year, you know, mm-hmm. give or take. So yeah. in theory, spotty. we should have hit that within two years. Spotty. Very spotty. 
Interesting. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not going to dwell on the, like the history of it too much. I'm going to save a lot of that for the actual 100th episode. Great. Sounds um, good. But as part of episode 100 or reaching this many episodes, Jared, mm-hmm. you love to make fun of me for this. I'm terrible at the promotion side of this. And like yes. I'm trying to tie in a little giveaway with episode 100. I'm going to try to talk about it really quickly right now since it got brought up. Here we go, um, folks. But we are doing a giveaway Jared and I are putting in a lot of fun toys and other pieces of merch that we have produced over the years into this box. If you're interested in winning, you have, there are, okay, I, I made, it made sense in my head earlier. I, I narrowed it down to three things. There's three things you have to do, okay? Okay, this is like movie phone. To Here hear the options, press one now. <laughs> Number one, you have to follow Squared Co. on, on Instagram. Instagram. Number two, you have to like the most recent podcast episode art post. Yes. And number three, comment on that post. So there's three things. So they don't have to do anything special. Just leave a comment on the post for a recent podcast episode post. And it's easy because that's all he posts is podcast stuff. There we go. Which is kind of confusing. Awesome. So the last one there, (laughs) just go to the last one and we will, we will, uh, draw randomly. It's a random thing. So it's not like, um, I don't know. So are they going to want to enter a million times? So you will do it, um, except one per episode. So it'll be episode 98 and 99 are the ones that you can comment on. So you can uh, potentially have two entries. Um, but if you want to see what's going to be in the box, Jared and I are doing this Sunday show and tell. So every Sunday around 1030, uh, we talk on Instagram about something that we've purchased recently and or treat related. Yeah, I whatever. Guess. Yeah, I mean, um, it's pretty casual, but I mean, I've been having a lot of fun with it. It looks like the number of people and participants uh, kind of like, I don't know, it feels like there's more people getting on board every week um uh hard to say like i don't know um the the number of people that view the video is is sort of evening out now which mm-hmm. is kind of nice uh it's hard with the lives because i don't think i there's nothing i've tuned into for a live unless i happen to be on my phone at that very moment i don't right. think i've ever gone to my phone because i know <laughs> someone's going live at noon. well the cool thing about it too is that you know after we do it it exists uh you leave it in your feed so you can watch it at your leisure so you don't mm-hmm. have to necessarily catch it live we do try to communicate if you do ask a question but it, a lot of times it's difficult um to do the show and tell and also pay attention to all the comments yeah um, oh but very way, very hard they yeah. are available for you to watch uh, whenever you'd like. Uh, I think again, like with live comments like that, you need like, uh, like one, I think it needs to be a longer show, you know, like where you're just mm-hmm. there for a long time and people are watching. But two, like I need to have it on my like computer screen or something. Like it's so hard to see it on your phone and I'm not wearing my glasses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, very difficult to do. I wish there was a better way to way to do that um i think there is actually a way to do it off of your your desktop but it's all this like third-party apps and stuff really because that's the one thing that has been kind of annoying with instagram it is so phone centric Mm -hmm. that you know if you try and open it on your desktop it's basically 
a phone version on your computer. Yeah, There's no, not I mean, really it's, a big difference, right? I think there is an app that sort of translates it, but it's a you know I'm not techie at all for being an Asian. Um, like it's just <laughs> re- like I get so frustrated if they say like download this app now you need to go get the audio app. I'm, ah, I'm already like checking out, <laughs> you know. So, um, but it would be much easier if we could do this on the desktop. I know the whole point is that it's it's supposed to be sort of on the fly and like, you know, Hey, Mm -hmm. we're running around Disneyland. I I don't know why I said that. Uh, But but, uh, yeah, so I get that. And that, and that is definitely why we use it because it's easy, right? Like we're not going to take it, you know, I don't want to edit a video. Basically you don't want to edit a video. This thing would sit on our desktop <laughs> for months. Like we're going to edit the batch five video. So uh, uh, that's the, that's the benefit of it anyway. Right. Okay. So I'm going to transition into another topic that is similar to what we were just talking about. So Sundays, a lot, a big part of what we do on Sunday is because we collect things, right? Mm-hmm. So we're sharing part of our collection or something that we purchased to add to our collection. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, this is like evolved over the years. And like, I don't, it's got to be a personality thing because I've been into collecting things my entire life. Just the thing kind of changes every so often. So you're a collector. Right. So like when I was younger, it was toys. Then I got into like trading cards, sports cards. Then it was um, like in my adult life, it was... Again, bringing back toys so like mm-hmm. for nostalgia reasons. But sort like of high-end toys and... Right. And then going back into getting stuff that you had when you were younger that either, you know, got rid of, lost over the years or didn't have the chance to get. Mm. And then it turned into like collecting posters and different art merch. And now it is sneakers. But there's part of me that like also is interested in this minimalist lifestyle, but it's like impossible because I am a collector at heart. We're not, we're not cu- making our way to this, uh, this wonky documentary on Netflix, are we? <laughs> no, no. Okay. Okay. I'm just thinking about like, so recently I've been trying to like reorganize my workstations to make, have, yeah. it make more sense in my house. Yeah. Um, and I'm like going through all this stuff and it, I'm just thinking like, you know, I love the idea of a minimalist lifestyle because mm-hmm. it's all about like just the necessities and it's a very streamlined way of life. But I also love things. Yes. So it's like it, they're almost at opposite ends of the spectrum. Um, but I was wondering like if I know you went from having a lot of stuff and then having to kind of downsize how like where's your what's your current perspective and like thought process on collecting but staying mm-hmm. you know not letting it get too out of hand marie marie condoing it right uh, i'm kind of like i'm struggling with this idea because there's so much stuff that i don't know how to get rid of i started like, yeah like when i was moving because i moved from a like a five-bedroom house to an mm-hmm. apartment <laughs> you know so it's like i had to get rid of a lot of stuff because i just didn't want to i didn't want to pay to store it which that mm-hmm. helps make a big difference but i started realizing that um one it's a problem like i start collecting something and i just want to have the either i'm not a completist but i'll be like oh if i want these five out of the ten things i'm gonna go nuts trying to get Mm -hmm. all all five of those things but it started i realized how much it was weighing me down now if you live in a big house and you're gonna stay the rest of your life 
great. You can fill it up to the rims. But there's a thin line between collecting and hoarding. And I think I was starting to sort of waver on that side of hoarding, you know. So mm. instead of like not collecting as much, I would either just uh, expand the collection to the guest room, you know, like I'll put a shelf in there and that'll just be mm. the toy room. And the. Uh, and then I started realizing like, yeah, you're now you're just doing it as sort of a, I don't know, it's like not a crutch, but it's just like an addiction. And you're just, mm -hmm. you have the space to sort of keep, being addictive about the stuff. And and I don't I don't like that. So now I've just gotten down to like just get things that you really want uh, and that really mean something. Uh, Instagram has sort of helped in that I can post a picture of it or I can take a picture of it. And that sort of helps me feel like not that I collected it, but that I've like, I don't know, like I've acknowledged it or something. <laughs> <laughs> so I just realized when I was cleaning up the thing, like I don't want half of this stuff. I did at the time. And then it was, mm -hmm. you know, I didn't care about it pretty quickly after that. And it always revolves around, oh, The Last Jedi is coming out. So now I'm excited about that. So then I start getting mm -hmm. all this stuff. And now I'm kind of like ho-hum about The Last Jedi. And so, <laughs> I, I, you know, and then I don't really feel it anymore when I look at these things. And so I give it away. So when you start looking at how much money you're actually throwing away doing that, <laughs> oh, it's it's heartbreaking. So... Trying to stay focused, trying to stay like, well, maybe I'll buy a bigger thing instead of a million little things. Mm -hmm. But I do like little things. A million too. little things. <laughs> yeah. So it's a constant struggle for me, but certainly not having the space really, that really makes it forces big. you to, yeah, like yeah, set yeah. parameters. So for so things I know like shoes with you, that's big. Like that actually takes up a lot of space. It fits nicely. Like you can stack mm -hmm. boxes very easily, but, um, those are investments. So that's the thing that I'm trying to like work with or like come up with a system that makes sense. I know. So Tony Bowie, mm -hmm. um, friend of the show. He we keep is, mentioning Tony. Tony, <laughs> another shout out for you. Uh, so he does something that I like. He's also a collector, mm -hmm. but he says very hard. I don't know if standards is the right word, but like parameters within his collecting. Yeah. Where it's I think it's something and I'm paraphrasing here off of memory. If he hasn't touched, used it, or, I don't know, admired it or something within six months, then he gets rid of it. Mm. So, But see, the money's been spent already. Like, that's, I mean, so well, that yeah. addresses the space issue, but maybe not the money issue. Right. So for me, I'm trying to have a version of that where, like, I can purchase a thing, enjoy it for a while, especially, like, with shoes. I don't know if, especially during the pandemic, I don't know if six months is the time frame, but, mm. like... You know, if I buy a pair of shoes, I'll use it for or wear them for, let's say, a year. Then I could either donate it, give it away, or sit, try and sell it on eBay or something at that point. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I wish I was so better at flipping crap on eBay. Uh, I just hate it. Well, for me, it's not even about, like, the flip in a sense to make money. But, like, so let's say I buy a pair of shoes for 100 bucks. If I wear it for a year, you know, maybe you can resell it for 40 to $60, mm -hmm. depending on what right, the shoe is right. and how intensely you wore them yeah but yeah i'm trying to figure out oh oh i don't know some sort of a system for me that i'm able to have like a clean workspace that isn't just bombarded with all of this stuff mm -hmm. um but also be able to have some sort of a little collection of swords i like neat um I, i'm not super clean like i hate dusting you know so i won't <laughs> i'm not like that like but i like everything to have a place 
Um, right. And so like, I like, that's why I like all those like Ikea shelves, you know, the cubes where you can just pack mm-hmm. them full. So I don't like things willy nilly, you know, like just lying around or piles of th- like that drives me insane. So that does help me sort of keep it down. But I do find I like shopping like, like that's, that's a part of the too. problem. Like it's I, fun. Yeah, right? it is. It is like, and certainly during this uh, pandemic and stuff, not being able to like window shop or go to places mm-hmm. has been hard, but the Amazon thing has certainly, I, I noticed it's like a fix for me. So now <laughs> I'm like just the most basic stuff you order on Amazon, but it kind of a little bit scratches that urge to shop. So now I'm getting yeah. like, say like laundry detergent from Amazon. Well now <laughs> I've, I've purchased something, you know what I mean? Like it's just, uh, and it's going to come in the mail. And now you've got this package and how exciting is it when you have a package at your door and stuff. So that's where it gets troublesome where I start realizing like, oh, you just like to buy stuff. Like it's not even the thing per se. Um, It's just manifesting itself in the thing because you you like the thing so much. But um, yeah, trying to keep that, trying to keep that under control. It's gotten, it's gotten better. It's gotten easier over the years. But, but then, you know, you've bought things in the past that you still really like. And so you feel Mm -hmm. like you're going to miss that thing if you, <laughs> if you don't keep buying everything, you know. Yeah, the I mean, I think the bigger issue for me is once I'm okay to let go of something, how, like especially if it's something I spent money on, like I don't want to just donate it to a good yeah, or right. shop. Yeah, right. Of course. If you want it to but, go to someone so who appreciates I've, it. I've got this stack which is kind of how we got into this giveaway box. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping that the recipient is somebody who will appreciate it. They're going to want um, one of the it. things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, at least in my head, I'll tell myself that they want it and appreciate it so that it's easier for me to let go. Mm-hmm. But like there's even if you sell it where you get a little bit back and it's obvious they want it because they're purchasing it. Like that's a lot of time and work to just do that. And like to me, again, it's not even about the money. I just have a problem completely getting rid of it. So I don't know if that's something that I got to work on or... Mm. But what do you mean? Like you feel is. you feel bad letting it go, or just the process of just getting rid of it? Period. Like, like I don't know. I feel like donating it is essentially the same thing as throwing it away because mm. you have no idea what's going to happen to it at that point. I'm telling you, designer con garage sale. It's the best because <laughs> then, like I you know. Which- Sometimes you can I'm just totally like give it to people, that. right? Yeah, right, like just right. bring a box of junk for it, because then you're like, oh no, just take it. Like that, I'm happy you right. want it, and or this kid really wants something, and you're like, great, take it. Like keep passing it on. Although I did give away my Star Wars figures because my friend had a kid who was really into Star Wars and he was little, and I got all mm-hmm. like sentimental about. It. I said, here, why don't you take my old Star Wars figures? Nothing like in the package or anything. It was just literally my old Star Wars mm-hmm. figures. But they grew out of it so fast, and my friend was going to throw them away. I'm like. I'll take them back. <laughs> I'm like, just just give them back to me. Because I, I, I broke my heart to think it was going to go into exactly. goodwill yeah. or something like that. Like, I, if they were to pass it on to another kid, I'd be like, okay, that's fine. I can right. be very like Toy Andy. Story Andy. Yeah. Yep. Um, but even on that third Toy Story, I was like, Andy, keep Woody. Like, <laughs> at least keep Woody. <laughs> that's heartbreaking. Uh, mm. I guess he was going to keep Woody, actually. But, um, yeah, when it when it came down. It's only because he accidentally got... Well, he put himself in the box that mm. if you want to really get into it. And he had to make a decision. <laughs> and he wasn't going to be a jerk and grab it back from to that little annoying girl, girl who, in the end, didn't <laughs> want him, right? Oh, it's painful. It breaks 
Toy Story 4, you're killing me. Anyway. <laughs> oh, poor Woody. Yeah, poor Woody. I'm more uh I'm more Al's toy barn guy uh, than Woody uh, than Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, let's jump into watch. Let's see, um, okay, so I have something light before we jump into like what we actually watched, and I've, we've talked about this before, but it's kind of been brought up again, at least or on my radar. But they're making so now it's not about watching the movie or the show; they take it even a step further and are making an event out of trailer drops. Mm-hmm. They always have, is, though. They've done that for a while. Um, but like most recently they're King Kong versus Godzilla. Yeah. Godzilla yeah, versus yeah. King Kong. They're like doing this huge promotion for the trailer that's coming out. It's a um, teaser for the trailer, which yeah, is, it's yeah. so silly to me. It's yeah. like, it just, you know, launch the trailer, but they have to have like a countdown for it, which I don't know. No, like, I, I love me. it for star Wars. Star Wars always did teaser and then trailer one, trailer two. And, Right, they did. I remember um, before internet trailers were a thing, you had to go into the theater to watch it. And like, I think I told this story before. Mm -hmm. For one of the prequels, the first teaser was attached to Monsters, Inc. Hmm. Um, I want to say it was episode two, maybe. Must have been. Had to have been, I guess. Yeah. So like we, me and my friends went to (laughs) cut tickets for that just to see the trailer. And like... Nothing against Monsters, Inc., but we wanted to be those guys that left. Yeah, went for the trailer and like just to show what big Star Wars fans we were. We got Mm. tickets for that and then walked out after the trailer. I think the first one was Micho Black. I think uh, Phantom Menace was with Micho Mm. Black. They made a big deal about that because they said uh, ticket prices were inflated because of <laughs> because of that really so, that's yeah, interesting yeah yeah but um i that was online too you just had to wait 10 years to download the thing uh, yeah <laughs> uh and i remember for the revenge of the sith i did that where i would and then that one i remember there were so many quick like flashes of, it was like a one second scene mm-hmm. um when palpatine was like fighting so i would like pause it to like really break down what every little scene was um, that they shared on that episode or that trailer. You know, Fanta, after Phantom Menace and it was so weird, you know, everything was so weird <laughs> at the time. Like I remember it was, it, it got dark. Like to me, <laughs> like this is why I say that the, the feeling towards the prequels has changed over the years. But back then it was like three funerals in a row. So you're pumped for the first one. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, all right, let's episode two. Let's well, that looks better than the first one. And then by three, you're like, let's just okay, fine, it's done. Let's finish this <laughs> off here. Let's just get this over with. Um, yeah, it was. I had a weird experience with it. So like, there was so much anticipation for each one of the films that I think it carried over into how I viewed it. Like I was just so excited that it didn't matter what happened. I just loved seeing Star Wars. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until like I was able to actually digest what was going on and like view it in a different way uh, when like all the negative thoughts came. But you were saying this having Mandalorian mm-hmm. helped like strengthen the the original pre or the prequels. I haven't watched the prequels in probably in years. 
Everything, like it's, it's everything to me to... is reversed. Uh, so after so many years of the prequels, everything reversed. Phantom Menace wasn't as bad as we said it was. Clones mm-hmm. is by far the worst one. And uh, three <laughs> is, is better, but only by default. Uh, not because it's a great film, I don't think, but just you because... You mean com- out of the trilogy? Yeah, like, so out of the yeah. thing, you're like, well, it was the best of the three, but that's not saying a whole lot. <laughs> but, um, you know, each one of them... You know, I'm sure that's true of the first trilogy too, but we were just... I was at the right age, and so everything landed perfectly for me. Uh, for these mm-hmm. next ones, though, it was just such a different <laughs> experience. And not that we have to get into uh, the prequel right. arguments again, but yeah. Yeah, you should watch them again though. Maybe we'll do that. Assign a do an assignment. We keep saying this. I yeah. was supposed to watch all the Marvel movies, and I have not even started. That at all. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's transition to watch. Um, we will talk about WandaVision. You did not watch it. So I did not. Well, why don't you just start but, with that then? Okay, so this one, this episode is in like the air quote seventies era. Okay. Um, Brady Bunch, and, Partridge yeah. Family. So one thing that you talked about in. When we were reviewing the first two mm-hmm. episodes, you wanted to see more of that, like jarring, like getting pulled out of reality, yes. sort of moment, yeah. or like the the moment. Right. They do. It seems like they're doing that progressively more with each episode. That's what I was. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. So the first one, it just happened that once uh, during right. the the dinner choking incident. The second one, it happened two Couple or three times, times yeah. with the color and then the radio. And then the um, guy coming out of the manhole. Was that right. And, and then, then the pregnancy even, right? Like how she's like, no, and it rewinds. and Yeah, so that happens a lot in, or not a lot, but in this one? more. Okay. Um, there was a lot more moments when like they got pulled out of the moment. It's still, I mean, obviously this whole storyline is supposed to be questionable and we don't really understand what's right. real, what's not. Right. It definitely continues that they have the babies in this episode. Mm -hmm. So it's like they get pregnant and then have the kids within. Oh, it's their twins, by the way. Yes. Within like a week, it seems like. So. uh, Well, hard to tell because it was like black and white in the old one transitions to color. And so. Right. But they do mention time in this. Oh, they do. Okay. Okay. They were saying that vision saying like, oh, you just got pregnant. You know, yeah. I don't know, three days ago, and it looks like you're six months pregnant already. Um, so they do kind of talk about the timeline. It seems like everything we've seen is within a week or even a few days. So it is sort of moving at the pace we're seeing it at. It's not time yeah. jumping. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, there's a lot of, I don't even want to say reveals in this one because it's still super questionable. It's almost like twists, I guess. More of the um, mystery being introduced. Yeah, but we don't. Yeah. We don't understand what it is we're seeing yet. So. I'm worried this isn't going to sort of like, I don't know, it's not going to self-contain, which I know it probably won't. But, uh, you know, it's like, do you have to see this Doctor Strange movie in order for this to sort of finally make sense? Or or does it just end up like, OK, this is where they've been in this period of time. You know what I mean? Like they'll acknowledge this in the film as opposed to the other way around. I, I'm because. Curious. A lot of the films, they are relatively self-contained where like you can enjoy it and it all more or less makes sense with just that single viewing. Mm-hmm. And this is the first TV show right. within the Marvel Universe. So it's hard to it's hard to say what's going to happen with this. So um, I, I really like this concept and I do hope that this is, continues to be, it sounds like it probably is, don't you think? Between like the Mandalorian, which really isn't the same concept, but... 
and this, it still shows that they're very tied into the into the franchise, right? They don't exist mm-hmm. on their own. Uh, I'm hoping we see more of this stuff. I really, I like this idea. Yeah, same. I agree. And it seems like, at least with the Marvel stuff, yeah. it has sort of a trajectory and it's all moving forward as mm-hmm. opposed to Star Wars where it's like, oh, Bouncing around. this happened, yeah. right? The timeline. Um, it seems like there's a single narrative with a f- you know, few minor exceptions, but more or less all of the the new films movies and now tv shows are kind of pushing the overall story forward i think it's harder with marvel because there is such a history like there's multiple histories where star Mm -hmm. wars tries to maintain a linear timeline you know what i mean like marvel it's like well that's the that's the movie before the disney era you know so it's like oh that doesn't (laughs) count and oh in the comic books it's it's a different world and um, mm-hmm. And I know they're trying to do this sort of multiverse thing, which gets a little confusing, but it certainly allows them to fudge it a little bit more. But right. Yeah, that's the interesting thing they're trying to do with. It seems like Spider-Man now there's been a lot of like stuff uh, rumored um, about the next Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Where, like they're going to potentially bring back Tobey Maguire and address uh, all the previous yeah, Andrew Garfield, Garfield I think, yeah. was the, second, the other one. Um, and the so guy like they, from Japan? No, no. They, not, <laughs> that would be... That would be... Uh, I, I feel like they that would make more sense in the, the animated Spider-Verse, yeah, which yeah. I feel like they're kind of trying to figure out a way to pull all that together, like, loosely. I love the um, idea of that. I, 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 To me, it gets a little, like, well, it's hard to keep those all tied together. But right. um, it t- probably does free them up to say like, well, this did happen, but this didn't happen. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Well, like, I mean, it also gives them sort of an out, right? You're like, oh, of course, well, that technique, that was another universe. We don't have to worry about that. Which or is whatever. could be good and bad, right? Like it's just mm-hmm. an explanation like, oh, we're trying to explain away the third Tobey Maguire film, you know, or, or something like that. Or, or just say like, oh, he didn't right. really die in this film. Here he is again. And, I don't know. Mm. You know, DC should probably be doing some of this so that they can rectify a lot of the mess that they're making <laughs> over there. Like, uh, uh, we're going to do a hard reset. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. was a, an old universe. I swear um, they're going to reboot. They got to reboot. They should just reboot. They have to. I don't know why uh, it's not it's not or, working. And, or take on a, just a completely different concept. You know what I mean? But, like, don't try to do this Marvel thing because you're not doing it well. Right, just try to make a good single movie as right. opposed to like force this bigger overarching universe. But instead, they're like going, they're doubling down on it and doing a freaking four hour edit of the Justice League, which is nobody liked the first one. So I think they- I think DC needs to pull oh, like a Star gosh. Wars and and go back to like do a good series like. Mm-hmm. Get people excited about this in a smaller way, and then expand on it and stuff. Well, like they everybody like loves the Nolan Batman trilogy. Um, I don't know why they wanted to separate themselves so much from that one. Mm. I don't know, it, but it's it, oh, it's already getting convoluted here too because they've got like the Gal Gadot mm-hmm. Wonder Woman with uh, Jason Momoa Aquaman like that group of characters, but then they're also doing a new Batman with, uh, what's the twilight guy's name? Robert Mm -hmm. Pattinson. Right. And then they're doing another one with Michael Keaton. And it's like, you know, what are you doing? Right. (laughs) They're, they're making it so overly complicated that 
I agree with you. They need to just simplify, focus on doing a few things well, as opposed to like this huge, unnecessary, like complicated storyline or whatever they're they're trying to do. Director's cut should have just been like a series, like break it up into episodes or something, you know, like who wants to sit through some big, you know, like, I don't know. It just seems weird, like this weird apology for the, the first version of the film. Uh, I don't I don't know. But I can't imagine it's I mean, at the core of every one of these like extended cuts, it's really just. Yeah. Like more scenes. Yeah. Right. So the core story isn't changing. It's still problematic. Yeah. Right. So it's like, what is what's what are you thinking this is going to solve? Right. Right. Like, yeah, just tear down the house and start from scratch Um, or or do it like this, like just do movies that aren't interconnected, right? Just do a really good Superman movie mm-hmm. without worrying exactly. about, well, in exactly. the next four films, he has to meet up with everybody. Um, I think it's rarer that Marvel pulled off what they did than that being some kind of model for mm-hmm. the future. Um, they had the luxury of heading out and doing this, like, because they didn't initially, right? Like it took a few films before they said, okay, let's map, let's map this out and have Mm -hmm. it really make sense. Um, So I think that's just a rarer case where everything just kind of lined up nicely for them. But um, yeah, we'll see. Like I always think like for Star Wars, like I would love to see a TV series like of something like Luke's training on Dagobah. Now I know that there's a lot of problems with something like that, but Mm -hmm. something that expands the area where you'd want to see more of kind of what happened in that area and explain away that, that time stretch like because otherwise mm-hmm. it looks like oh luke trained for like two days and like took off and he's a jedi now you know so anyway well i mean the same thing could be said for ray really too like yeah she yeah. she had almost no training and then just <laughs> right, right all of a sudden super powerful yes exactly anyway her metachlorian rates had to have been off the charts yes Yes, her M count or whatever they, whatever the, <laughs> oh, yeah. the new way of saying it. Uh, I, I, I'm so like, don't understand that episode now where they had the, the clones or whatever was in that one defunct rebel base that mm-hmm. wasn't actually abandoned. Um, like, are we going to see more of that or is that just a weird one and done scene? I think, I don't know. I, I hope I, that goes like, cause. I don't know. So like, it's a double-edged sword, right? Yeah, they can yeah, either yeah. like really explain it and then you understand Palpatine in the new trilogy better, but it could also explain it in a way that still <laughs> doesn't improve upon it. So well, how would you feel? You I'm way. just going to throw this out there. I, that's not that I want this to happen. Or how would you right. feel if they introduced Snoke at some point in this? If that that's what they're building to. And there really isn't a whole lot of time in there uh, between this and the and the next or the force awakens like it seems like snoke would be around in this timeline eventually yeah i, I mean, mean not that he has to be there but right so i don't know if i have a problem with any of like anything happening it just goes back to how they do making, it right if it makes sense and they do it well so i have no problem seeing snoke again i think that could be relatively exciting because he was kind of a yeah. throwaway character almost right, right. Um, in the first two of the new trilogy. Um, so, I mean, I mean, part I of no me, problem, but part of me doesn't want to play too much more in the 
sequel. Skywalker. Well, saga. just in that in these last three films, like I'm like, well, okay, let's not yeah. spend too much time. I, again, I'd rather I'm excited about them going backwards instead of forwards. Mm-hmm. So you know, like Old Republic, great. You know, a Daisy Ridley show. I like her a lot. I love that character and stuff. But I'm mm-hmm. like, well, let's just take some time away from that for a while. <laughs> You know, before we before we dive back in there, so yeah, I mean, it's like part of me wants to know and understand how the new empire um, formed. Like, yeah, yeah, because it seems so big in the first one, and like they already controlled everything, but there's no mention as to how that happened, right? Uh, so right. it's interesting, but it's like again, is this something that you think you want to see, and then once you get it, you're like, I wish. This didn't happen. I like how they're doing it so far where you sort of dip in as necessary. Like they're not saying like this is the new trajectory of the story, but it's mm-hmm. like, you know, you get hints of it and you see that something is going on in the background, but it's it's sort of extra to the Mandalorian story. I, I think that would be interesting. And like you said, if it makes sense that, um, you know, even if they just reference Snoke, not some big mm-hmm. weird like, oh, you see his sleeve you know in a <laughs> at the end of the episode of the thing. like i don't want that i don't want some big thing but if they're like if you're still dealing with imperials and they're saying things like snoke wants us to do this that's kind of like oh that's interesting and and like captivating without going full force and saying like here's everything about snoke you know mm-hmm. but i think you're right it was a weak character in a key role that just got dismissed in the second film, like everything yeah. else from the first film. Bizarre. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Weird. It's that weird um, backwards. What do they call that when you go backwards and fix things? I forget. <laughs> I can't think of the word now. I don't know. Reverse anyway. edit. Yeah. Like just whatever. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. All right. What? Uh, what I watched watch? part two of the tiger documentary. Now. Mm. Interesting. Did you have you, did you watch any of this? I thing? haven't. No, I'll probably watch both of them to get not like in one sitting, but maybe one one day and the second the next. Um, I'm assuming there's only two parts, so yeah, it's not a big deal. Yeah, but they so are long. <laughs> again, I did watch the podcast series, which I, I've. It sounds like this is just yeah. a visual version of the podcast, so I'm relatively familiar with the story and like all the beats. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's always more interesting to see the visual aspect to it too to these stories. So. I will definitely check it out. This is the this is the difficult uh, part because this is the downfall uh, and the rise. Mm-hmm. But it's the um, you know they go into all his troubles. I, again, I don't know a lot about Tiger Woods. You know, I just know him as a sort of a celebrity sports figure. But I didn't know mm-hmm. like I didn't know he was in so much pain all the time. Like I I had no idea he was sort of injured for for a lot of this or was it his back he had a bad back he had back problems and uh, knee problems but the back problems Mm -hmm. seemed to really like he couldn't Mm -hmm. walk for a while he had to be carried around his house for like i had no idea so you know he was on a lot of pain medication and and things Mm -hmm. like that so i had no idea that the 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 queasy part of this because it's already a queasy subject matter where they get into all these Personal stuff. But just awful details. When they bring in the National Enquirer, so the National Enquirer broke a lot of the stories (laughs) about him um, having affairs and things like that. But they bring this guy on to talk in the documentary, and it's just, ugh. Like, the guy is so happy talking about what they did. Mm. It's just uncomfortable. And it's not like you're defending any of Tiger Woods' behavior, 
But to see this guy so happy about everything. Okay, so I'm going to say something really gross, like that's mentioned in the documentary. <laughs> so I, I don't know if you'd call this a spoiler. But um, so like he's like, we followed them and they they he went to this church parking lot. You know, they have all this grainy footage of the car and everything. And he had sex with this woman in the parking lot. And they, uh, they even found a discarded... Uh, a tampon that she took out and left at the parking oh lot and they God. and they went and got it and kept it in their safe so that what they could the fuck? prove that she was there and he's so happy about like well, look at what we did and then uh, oh so we made God. a deal with him uh, this is the queasy part too where they're like we made a deal we said we either break the story that you're having an affair with this waitress or you do the cover of men's health magazine <laughs> <laughs> What it's crazy i'm like oh, oh that's that's uncomfortable all the way around um so it's a lot of that so the focus really changes you know he does eventually come back and win uh, i don't know what it was but um yeah you should watch this part and see see what you think so like i have some conflicted <laughs> feelings awful. about the way that they told the story uh, and not so much about what he did what he did was awful and wrong and whatever you want to say about about that um, but it's just because it's Tiger Woods, I think, a lot. I, I think Michael Jordan suffered a lot of this stuff, too. Uh, there's a big difference between these athletes having affairs and, and stuff and, like, say, a rock star having affairs. and stuff, right. or, or even right. actors and actresses and stuff, where for some reason we hold these, you know, Tiger had this sort of squeaky clean image, but, yeah, whatever. They kind of wanted to take him down, it seemed like, so... Yeah. Anyway, well worth the watch. That was. Yeah. yeah, like an entertaining documentary. Uh, kind of sad, but uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it actually for not being a sports guy at all. <laughs> I love that. Like the, the scripters of us is, and this is all my fault. It's always just you know adjective or activity guy. Guy. Yeah. Shorts guy. <laughs> not a sports guy. Shoe guy. Uh, Donut toy guy. guy. Yeah. Junk food guy. Yeah. Uh, I off air before we we got on to this week's show and tell. I called you the eating food guy. Yeah, yeah, very good. So they're getting dumber as descriptors, <laughs> more caveman based. But yeah, they, they come I'm enjoying them. So that's all that matters. One other thing I watched just recently, and I, you probably haven't watched this yet, is in and of itself. Have you have you heard about this documentary? I've never even heard of that. So it's, it's a recording. It's a it's a it's a movie version of a live show that happens, and it's sort of a magician I, but everyone gets mad when you call it a magician thing because it's a little bit it's more than that Same, in and of itself it? in and of in, itself it's on uh hulu i think directed by frank oz um oh really interesting why don't you watch it if you can and let me know what you think i won't say anything about it here well okay tell me a little bit more about this it's a, so i don't want to tell you more because that it's helps not a magician but it is a magician he he does some tricks but you know, it's supposed to be, but it's more than so that. He's an illusionist. It's like if you combine. Is that safe to well, say? Well, it's like if you combine a TED Talk with a magician with some other thing. Anyway, just watch it. It's on Hulu. It just came out Friday, I think. Uh, and and people are very aware of this show. I had I had not heard of this show. Is it a show that. or like a? It's a theater. No, it's like a live just- theater show that they've now made into. Uh, they just filmed it, but because it's oh a God, movie. This is- this is so hard for me to wrap my head around. No, no, no. It's it like out. a magic show. If you, if, if someone was doing a magic show around the country uh, and they said, okay, now this is the, you know, we're doing a movie version of okay. this thing. It's I just do like love so me a good live a, performance. So, so there is an audience, you know, it's a live audience and stuff. 
but whenever these things are filmed, it's it's different because there's editing, right? And so when you oh, when you have editing, yeah. it's hard with magic shows because you feel like something got lost. Well, he could have mm-hmm. just switched, you know, like it doesn't matter. Um, and but when you watch the show, you see that there's a lot of celebrities in the audience, and they make sure to show you that there are celebrities in the so this thing really gained traction. I don't know, I never heard of it at all. And the guy is this very unassuming guy. He doesn't look flashy or anything. He looks like a normal dude. So I don't want to say anything more about it. We'll talk about it after you watch it. Okay. And and, and see what you think. I'll I'll send you a link or something. Well, I mean, I I'll, don't sure research I it. it. Don't research okay. it. Okay. 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 Yeah. <laughs> is there like a okay? See, here I, we go. I'll, He's I'll researching. Save all the questions <laughs> yeah, it's better later. if you go we'll in not knowing later. anything. And okay. Yeah. Just see what you think. Okay. Weird, but... Uh, and I'll, I'll watch Newsboys and Zootropolis. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's... Uh, I mean, if you haven't watched Newsies or Newsboys at this point, there, you will not... In, uh, as an adult, first time viewing, I don't know if... When was the last time you watched it? it? Oh, I watched... That was one of the first things I watched when I got Disney+. Plus. Oh, you did? Oh, okay. Yeah. I should, well, like I, a year ago... I don't know. I'm but a I mean, crappy, I, so, yeah, I'm a crappy Disney guy. I don't watch all the live action I, stuff, which everybody That was loves. one of the shows or movies that I really liked as a kid. Yes, of course. So I, it's like a nostalgia thing. You right, know? of course. Of the course. same I reason why I love Hook and you hate it, you know, so. Right, right. Because I was in college and you were two or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's move on to eat. I just dropped off some... Krispy Kreme donuts for you this morning. Yes. These were the mini, I guess the Krispy Kreme minis. They had dessert flavored minis. We talked about this, or at least the flavors last week, mm-hmm. but really quick, just to go over, there's four new flavors, uh, chocolate chip cookie dough, lemon bar, strawberry cheesecake, and birthday cake. Yes. So. The theme here I'll is let- sweet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I'll give like my quick description. Uh, there are obviously differences within the flavors, yeah. but I, I wasn't hit very hard with them. Like they were almost too subtle. They, and just like you said, it was sweet was yeah. the overarching thing, which I love Krispy Kreme. So I'm not necessarily, it's not a bad thing, but I would have ra- I would have appreciated having these, Flavors that they were supposed to represent come through a little bit more intensely. This one to me feels more uh, gimmicky than than past past things. Like you mm-hmm. know, they were doing like every month they would do a new like flavor family or something. Uh, mm-hmm. I think they put more into it. To me, this feels like they just took the uh, mini glazed and just put stuff on top of that. You know what I mean? Like they didn't mm. like the none of them are filled, but they did squirt something in the middle. <laughs> Something gooey in the middle. Oh, so this this uh, this week's episode is all about squirts. Squirt, gooey squirts. Uh, yeah, but it's like they just dressed up a, a basic glaze, right? Right. Um, and mm-hmm. the other ones, they went a little better about sort of getting the flavor. I still think basic glaze is the best for Krispy Kreme. The other ones, it's just like frosting on top. I actually really like the caramel ones. So of like all the gimmicky ones, that one was. Because it was so simple, mm-hmm. it really worked. Like it was basically just a dressed up version of the original yeah. glazed. Right. Um, the caramel glaze. Right. Yeah, so yeah, it, just, yeah, yeah. it covered the original donut with the caramel glaze instead of the just the normal frosting. Um, 
the peanut so, butter one we really liked though. When they did the peanut oh, butter flavors, I love Reese's. The Reese's ones were really good. They ha- and now they have that on the menu year round. That's like a permanent one. Right. It's the the filled Reese's yeah. filled donut. Yeah. Um, but going back to these four dessert minis, so like the lemon bar one, it definitely tastes like lemon, but I think I would have rather have like a tiny bit of tartness to it. Yeah. Just so like yeah. you get that not sour necessarily, but like a little bit more. It was kind of like almost a vanilla y uh lemon. Yeah. Instead of like a really lemon. Like a like, tangy, yeah. 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 Um the Chocolate chip cookie dough one was really uh, all I tasted was like a little bit of chocolate in there. Like yeah. I didn't get super necessarily sweet. a cookie or a cookie dough texture or taste to it. Um, the strawberry sh- cheesecake cheesecake. The really the big difference on that one was the center had like a cream cheese icing or filling or squirt, as Jared likes to say. <laughs> um, so. Again, it's like a traditional donut, but it just had that little squirt in the middle. But it had like a drizzle of the uh, strawberry. It which did, but it wasn't. Like, I thought that helped cut it when you when you tasted that in the bite. That helped mm-hmm. cut through, kind of like what you're saying with the lemon. But they only had like one little stripe of it. The it lemon was so subtle. The lemon should have been more contrasty. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think like the chocolate one, which I was surprised at, was that it didn't cut it much. It, to me, that was the sweetest. Well, the birthday cake was probably the sweetest. Um, so then, yeah, the last one was the birthday cake, which uh, I mean, because it's birthday cake is basically just sugar. It mm-hmm. kind of just it was like another sugary Krispy Kreme kind of donut. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't I wouldn't say I'm disappointed. It's always fun. And I appreciate brands and Krispy Kreme trying new things but it, this one was a bit underwhelming to me though for for the way we like to look at things especially the most disappointing thing was that we didn't get the little box i think uh, that's yes. a big thing like seeing the little box with the little window and the four little donuts it's i will so say cute because it's it was made specifically for this promotion yes. and they fit because the donuts are so small it's like a mini little box. That like just, a child would be carrying. Yeah, it was so yeah. cute. And I went in there to pick these up because um, I placed it on the app ahead of time. So yeah. when you arrive, you could just pick it up. And I saw the like the larger box and my heart like dropped. Right. <laughs> so I thought like, oh, maybe they just have them behind the desk and we can ask for it. And they're like, oh, sorry, we ran out of them. So... That's yeah, half the battle right there, right? Like that to me, like, because I think these look great. They they look fantastic. It's a great yes. promotion. 10 out of 10 stars or whatever. Very on, Instagram share worthy yes, looking. Yes. Um, but that, uh, that original packaging or the new packaging would have just put it up another notch. Right, if we had, right. And we to had me, it. it tasted a little, I don't know, no offense here. Don't, please don't get upset. It tasted a little <laughs> old, like it, like they were sitting it certainly wasn't like a oh, fresh thing, but it felt like yeah. they were sitting for a while. Probably, I'm sure that that's how it was. Um, because they have to decorate know, these things so heavily, right? Yeah. I'm sure they do it only a few times a week, and then they just sit until they run out, and they'll yeah. stock them again. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm because you came I, early. You got these very early, so I don't know if they yeah. did these at four o'clock in the morning. You know, and or just like, like the night before. Or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Basically. Every every donut that isn't the original glaze, I feel like sits for a while because yeah. they constantly are doing the the, the fresh glaze. yeah glaze ones. Those are easy, um, and the other ones are 
and those are the most popular, so it makes sense for them to do those more frequently. Mm-hmm. But like some of the specialty flavors, I'm sure they'll only make a few times a week or maybe once a day. Once a day. I'm thinking once a day. Sit. Yeah. Yeah. And sell through them or certain flavors get. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's Krispy Kreme. Like I said, I, I rarely get the other flavors if I go. And I like if I bring them somewhere, I always just get like, give me 18 boxes of glaze. <laughs> 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 like I don't even get yeah. chocolate or anything like that. Usually it's just. Nah. I do. I mean, uh, if I go, I, I will. Yes, the original is the the main, but I always will throw in a like a random one. It's like offering it's drugs to you. Like when I I brought some to designer con, you know, and you're taking it, people get all like flustered, you know, like oh, <laughs> like I want one, but I shouldn't, but I want one, but you know, it, it's hilarious. Like uh, that's a great analogy. <laughs> it is. But, <laughs> Because it's so gross. Like, I don't know. Like, I could walk up to... Remember, we were giving them to strangers. And people would be like, <laughs> yeah, I'll take them. You know, like... <laughs> uh, uh, so you could just leave it on a garbage can top and someone would be like, yeah. Oh, they would disappear yeah. for sure. <laughs> totally. So, was there anything okay. else you ate this week? Anything? anything Probably, or? but... Did you eat another one um, of those cookies or did you eat them all? Oh, I did have one this morning, too. Oh, you did? <laughs> so. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, I'm trying to... And I shared this with you. I don't know. You're going to want to talk more about it. I think it's boring, but I'm trying to get back onto like a more healthy mm. diet. Mm-hmm. So I'm very, I'm getting relatively strict now where my air quotes cheat meal, I am only doing on Sundays. So I went all out this week with my cheat meal where it was the Krispy Kreme donuts and, and one more cookie. of these enormous cookies. So you're just um, doing cheat meals, not whole cheat days. Right. So the weekends, I'm a little bit more laxed. Yeah. Um, so I don't have like a specific eating schedule or regimen. It's kind of open. So I don't have to stress over it every single day of the week. Right. So, I mean, you know, the 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 big thing is trying to just limit the crazy foods to a meal. Yeah. But I'm not going to get super strict. It could t- potentially be a day. Um, but what I was going to say is like, obviously, that's a lot of junk food in one sitting. Yes, it is. Normally I would just walk away with it like unscathed. No big deal. It's hit different after like eating pretty good for two weeks now. Yeah. Yeah. Where this, it like, I felt it. Like I felt super heavy. Yeah. 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 Um, Sluggish. And like, I, I won't go so far as to say I regret it, but I probably am at a place now where I could scale back the intensity of the cheat meals, you know? That's what I liked about cheat day, or for me, it was cheat day. Like it, um, And I used to use cheat day mainly because I couldn't, you know, when we were going out into the world, it was hard to not end mm-hmm. up somewhere where it was like, well, if you're here, you might as well eat the thing. Don't get something weird. Right. Because, uh, so I try to bounce it around and say like, okay, this is my cheat thing. But it was... When I did them at home by myself, just like what you would do, I would eat like cereal or, or something crappy and I'd end up eating a lot of it. But it was just a reminder of like, okay, you don't miss this. And I used to eat like that every day, right? I wouldn't think yeah. twice about having a lot of cereal for breakfast or in the middle of the day having some weird sugary snack or something like that. So it's this nice reminder to say like, okay, you got your little fix and it wasn't great. You don't feel better because of it. You do feel worse. Right. Uh, and so it sort of like takes the edge off of having those sugar things. I will say mm-hmm. it's nice with the, I wish and I don't wish that the food delivery services weren't so freaking expensive, you know, like 
you can just get the basic thing and you're like, $30. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> I should have just gone there or something like that. So, uh, um, yeah, most of the early on in the pandemic, that was because, like, I hate making food. And now I'm forcing myself to go back to preparing yeah. almost every meal. But yeah. a big part of the, the issue was I didn't make food mm-hmm. for myself and relied so much on, like, these uh, either the pickup spots or the food deliveries like urban Um, plates is great because there's so many healthy options on there and it's good. Like I really like the food actually, but it's so expensive once you start, you know, for ah, what what you actually get, they have um, a pass now that, so I think it was $20 where you, so you spend $20 and I I don't know if this is going to continue or this is like a trial run or something, but We bought the pass for 20 bucks, and for January and February, you get all plates for $10. Ah, I didn't know. Thanks for keeping that to yourself. Uh, (laughs) Is that pickup or not through like Grubhub or? No, it's from Urban Plate. So the the stipulation is you have to pick it up. Like it would be extra if you had it delivered, but every single plate, no matter the cost is ten dollars so now i'm trying things that like i would normally never order there just because like normally be like 18 to 20 dollars for their most expensive plate right right and i think it's like a lamb something oh. or braised lamb yeah like or i don't know um but anyways yeah 10 bucks so i, I should look into do, that if they do release it again or do another batch of these um I'll let you know. Yeah. I, cause I'll get like salmon there. Cause I never, I won't make fish at home. Like I won't buy it and make <laughs> it here. I'll make chicken. I'm getting so sick of chicken, but it like, that's like the main thing. Um, but their honey mustard there is so good. <laughs> I like their, uh, chimichurri sauce. I don't oh, know yeah, what yeah, it yeah, is, yeah. but that's I love good. that. It's kind of sour. It's that yeah, vinegary yeah. So, chimichurri. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I did have that. Maybe when we had it, like the steak, right? They give it to you with the. They have it on steak and chicken, um, but you can ask for it in addition to any dish. So yeah, I I've put it on everything. Only thing sucks with these food deliveries if something goes wrong. There's you just I, there's nothing you can do. Like there's yeah. one Japanese place that I really like, but they always mess up my order, and I'm just like, well, I'm not going to send it back, <laughs> you know? Like what do you? <laughs> I'm not going to leave some evil review on there either, but yeah. Yeah, there's always like one thing wrong and I just bleh, makes me mad. Anyway. All right. The last thing I have is actually you. You were on another podcast. Oh, this, crap. Or recently, right? Why oh, crap? <laughs> I wasn't prepared to talk about this. Yeah, so this will come out after uh, the fact. So I did the Sideshow uh, side podcast or the Sideshow so Sideshow. So I actually have a, a question about this. So I think yeah. last year or two years ago, like – I brought this up that podcasts, this was like right when podcasts were exploding and every Mm. single brand had a podcast. At the time, it was like just happening. So like Conan just started his podcast. We're starting to get like Funko doing their stuff. But now it literally is every single brand has some sort of a podcast presence. Right. Um, Right, right. I I mean, I'm not going to say I'm surprised that Sideshow has one, but I was unaware of it. Have you listened to them or like do you now being on the show, I guess tell me a little bit about it because I've never I was unaware of this as a thing. Um, God, you're putting me on the spot here. Why don't you well, tell okay. me? <laughs> uh, so you I, were on it. Just talk about your experience on it. So I, I, I know the guy who hosts it. I, I don't 
I've met him, I should say. Uh, nice guy. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I've met him a couple times in person. And then, you know, sometimes we'll talk online or something like that. Uh, but it's just very casual. Uh, so I, I didn't, I know some of his other shows, like it's, uh, it's Jeff May. He's a comedian guy and he does uh, a bunch of podcasts. He does, a he does this one where him and his friend watch Batman and it's all different forms of Batman and they just talk about whatever it is. So they watch animated series, they watch the films. Um, so I've watched, I've listened to a few of those because, um, I don't know all the Batman stuff, but I like to hear when, you know, when mm-hmm. you know it, it's interesting. If you don't, it's hard to, follow along um and so that's i i don't know if someone canceled and and the show <laughs> the show focuses oh, right, around right. a lot of like uh <laughs> like art geeky movies comic books everything like that but i don't think it's it's not tied to a product that sideshow is releasing per se interesting so, so it's like heavily pop culture as opposed to specific sideshow releases. Right, right. Um, and I haven't listened to all of them because a lot of them I don't I don't know all the people and so I just kind of mm-hmm. cherry pick things. But it's not like so when he asked me to do it, I was all kind of confused. I'm just like, oh, what's the topic? You know, I'm like, what are we talking about? He's like, it's you. You know, and I'm like, oh <laughs> I didn't know that the format was that. I thought it was always tied into something sideshow was either working right. on or, or which is what I would have something. thought it would be too. Right. So I think it's just more of a pop culture thing, which Makes sense because then you have this platform for which they can, you know, when the time comes, right, they, can, right. they can do it. So, um, so no, it was very casual and I know a little bit about him and he's very vocal on like Twitter and stuff like that. So, you know, doing, doing the podcast ourselves that we do, I just go into sort of interview mode. So I ended up asking him, I think more questions <laughs> than he asked me. I don't know. Like, yeah. After a while, uh, like when they ask you like, where did hipster- Deflecting? Like, no, 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 I don't no. want to talk about me. <laughs> It's like when they asked me again, like he asked me, like, where did the idea for Hipster Mickey come from? I'm like, oh, my God, I've talked about this so much. And not that he shouldn't ask it. When you're when it's the first time you're on their show, of right, course, right. they're going to ask these these same questions. So it's not that it's just when I keep telling it, I feel bad, like, oh, you know, people have heard this or which sounds like an egomaniac thing. Like everyone's like, heard this I mean, show. And you know this too. Every different time you're asked that is a new audience. So they haven't necessarily heard that. Exactly. Um, exactly. But because I'm saying it for the 50th time, I feel like there is right. a, you know, like I'm repeating myself uh, and not, it's mm-hmm. not an impatience. It's fine. Like I'm, I'm happy to, but I know I rush through the story then and it sounds dismissive. And and I and I know that comes through every time because then the follow-up question is like, well, gosh, are you upset about hipster? I'm like, no, 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 no. It's like I feel one thing weird. that like in interviews, I and I catch myself doing this a lot, is when they ask the bigger, like kind of open-ended question, like, oh, give us your background or tell us about Ugh. your origin story. It's like Ugh, and I feel kind of not queasy, but kind of what you were saying, like, oh, I've said this so many times, but it, every time I tell or try and do a version of that, I go in like different corners or like different paths. Um, so like I have a problem if I have such a big open ended question, I'll just both ramble and also try and come up with mm-hmm. a solution to end the answer as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's it's such a difficult question to navigate. It's like such a simple question, but also difficult to navigate and answer in a way that like makes sense and is addressing all the points that you want to. One, I hate those kind of questions. I, I think that's a terrible 
It's a terrible question, <laughs> and, and it, it it asks for a terrible answer because mm-hmm. it's it's just too hard. You know, it's, it's like, like so. You are now thirty five. Uh, tell us <laughs> yeah. what happened from yeah. birth to now. Exactly. Um, so I that's just an awful question. Then I usually force it to be like, well, let's narrow this down a bit. You know, or I just <laughs> I go from like college on. You know, like oh, I went right. to school for art, and here I am. You know, I well, worked very thing- hard, and here I am. It's like, depending on where you're at in your life, like there's different versions of the narrative that you can tell to get there. So like, I don't know, if you went on to Sideshow to talk about some sort of a toy that mm-hmm. you designed, uh, like maybe you just hit those points that led to toy design, you yep. know? Yep. So it's almost like part of me feels, I don't know if I say disgenuine, but like, because I give different answers, it's like, I could see people potentially being like, oh, well, that's not the same origin story you told on blah 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 podcast well i mean it's not that you're making things up you're just emphasizing right. different aspects different to, things to suit yeah. the thing the problem here is a conundrum for me um when i'm listening to a podcast though uh if people answer questions too well it makes me feel like they're being like like insincere. it's rehearsed right it's a canned answer i mean it depends on what the question is but if they get too slick, I suddenly feel like eh, we're just hearing another version of this. So it's that mix. I do like when people are a little more awkward on podcasts, not where they're not talking. That's Oh, awful. you must love listening to me then. Yes, it's fantastic. <laughs> it's, a, yeah, it's a master class in awkward talking. <laughs> uh, but that's what I mean. Like you, you kind of, you, I think you're looking for things that uh, sort of you get the real person, right? Like that's what I, what I want. And some people can walk the line. I, I, I Not to keep repeating things like, I think Don Clark, when he was on our show, does does this really well. He he speaks with confidence, um, mm-hmm. but without arrogance. Um, yes, so, that's a, definitely a skill all in itself. It really is. Sure. And I think it speaks to who he is as a person in mm-hmm. general. I think he is a very sincere person. It doesn't feel like he's trying to uh, overly promote himself or, or feel the right. need to. There's not an there's not an insecurity there, uh, which is very nice. And I think that's a big difference for me. It comes across as sort of being insecure and dismissive, and 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 that's not great either. Um, so mm. I think there is a uh, people either have a knack for it uh, or they don't. And if you've learned to be a good talker, sometimes that shows through, and it's like. Ugh. This guy, right. you're performing. You're not. You're <laughs> not giving us an answer. You're performing. And- well, I see that in a lot of these actor or like celebrity podcasts, where you can ask them a question and they, like, without you even really being aware, they'll just talk, but not answer about the what question. the question was. They at answer all. the question they want to answer, regardless right. of what was asked. Yeah, that's so, like such an old like press conference, almost political. Thing, right. Know. They have like a set, like their PR representative. Right, right. Like, and right, they have these are the topics that you should hit. This is like the order, blah, blah, blah. And then they right, go out right. and do that thing. Right, right, right. So they'll say something like, well, you know, I grew up a pretty normal life. But more importantly. Yes. Or they have like really, really professional deflections. Yeah. That they can, yeah. The, the real question seem- here is why did I do it? You know, like mm. <laughs> that kind of stuff. <laughs> I, I think a good uh, sample of this is like, so you, you turning on to the Justin Long podcast, which is called, mm-hmm. I forget what it's called. Uh, there's, oh a, my there's a name for it. I just call Life it. Life something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, that's a my god yeah everyone will just look up the justin long podcast it's easy to find uh Uh, that's a good one because there's this contrast between him and his brother so justin's really good at talking and the brother mm -hmm. is too but in a less uh scripted way justin's smoother but the brother kind of comes in and like it's hilarious because like you said the format is intro to the episode cut to Mm -hmm. the actual uh interview and then come back and wrap up i've seen this a lot more too on other podcasts uh, armchair expert does this too where mm-hmm. they, they they sort of book with his like assistance right and, stuff. and so i find the, the beginning and the end are the, usually the best part but you have to listen to the middle because like the brother kind of teases him about mm-hmm. how the interview went or like you were right. you were squeaking in your chair the whole time all i could hear was that <laughs> chair squeaking and so that's fun and they're good natured and, and things like that but i think that's a good contrast like it shows the difference mm-hmm. between sort of a slick person and uh, justin long right. isn't you, slick like annoying don't get me wrong he's very friendly and 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 mm-hmm. you know but uh it's funny because he at least through this this medium this podcast he is the characters that he is yeah it's just him you know what I mean? like he's always like a, a kind of happy go lucky affable um yeah yeah yeah, yeah kind of guy um yeah. so it's it's actually pretty refreshing that he isn't this super slick hollywood celebrity because it's his brother though it makes it even like oh it's more grounded for it sure it makes it more yeah, intimate and like yeah he yeah. yeah and they have obviously a different type of rapport than he would with any of these other celebrity friends right right, right. and uh he can bring something else to the table and like the banter and poking fun of at each other is something that yeah, it makes the show more grounded. Because um, I will say the interview is is wildly different depending on the guest, uh, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so like Katie Kirk was on, which is huge, and you can tell he was nervous. So that's yeah. a that's a very different interview than, say, when he had Vince Vaughn on, which was kind of out Their of control. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I mean, that goes to Vince Vaughn. Yeah, his, for sure. For sure. He, just like his characters, he kind of goes off on these crazy rant tangents. But Justin couldn't then- control it, and he didn't. He didn't set out to control it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he wasn't trying to. Well, rein that's it also in kind of fun that. too. It's like I mean, as a host of a podcast, when you have a guest on, you try and like let them kind of do what they want, and you'll react accordingly. Yeah. Um. So he's he definitely does that too. Whereas like a Conan has to have control and like is very aware of all of the beats within the show. Conan almost talks too much sometimes, or I'm like, let them. <laughs> let them answer <laughs> like he's rushing to do a bit because they said something kind of goofy well that's his know? his his crazy over the top yeah. i mean i love persona. conan like he's yeah. hilarious and he's uh you know self-deprecating saying, and stuff yeah uh, but it's like the comedy comes first like he's so desperate mm-hmm. to get this bit in uh before the the moment uh goes away like he had a ron reagan jr on and there was a lot of that and then sometimes mm-hmm. he laughs so big on, on that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway are we wrapping up? All right. Yep. That's all I've got for today. Again, I'm going to do my three points that I worked so hard on. The next hour, we're telling you the details. All right. Here of we go. Giveaway. If you are interested in winning our giveaway, there's three things you got to do. One, follow Squared Co. on Instagram. Two, like our most recent post, uh, episode art post. And number three, comment on that post and you will be entered into our drawing to win our box of goodies. Uh, It is ever growing and we will announce the winner on episode 100. So you have this episode, 
Uh, oh, basically, this is the last one, right? This next episode is 100. Right, which we have so many big things planned. <laughs> so much fun. Oh, it's so, crazy. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. We hope you come back for episode 100. Um, but that is it for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you later. Now is the time to seize the day. Now is the time to seize the day. Send out the call and join the fray. Send out the call and join the fray. Bronx will be riding. If we're united, let us seize the day. Friends of the friend, let's seize the day. Friends of the friend, let's seize the day. Raise up the torch and light the way. Raise up the torch and light the way. Proud and defiant, we'll slay the giant. Let us seize the day Neighbor to neighbor Father to son One for all and one for Open the gates and seize the day Open the gates and seize the day Don't be afraid and don't delay Don't be afraid and don't delay can break us, no one can make us give our rights away.